0: And welcome to another episode of the Sci Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Hi,
1: Chris. (laughs) How's it going, buddy? It's going pretty well, man. It's a nice rainy day here Mm -hmm. out in West Texas. It's been raining all week. I think so. I'm home. Yeah. I will be back on the road tomorrow. Spend the week in Salt Lake. I have not looked at the weather there. Hopefully, not as
0: cold. (laughs) The last time I was there, just three, four weeks ago, it snowed. So, Mm, well, we'll see. When it comes to snow and you, <laughs> they seem to go hand in hand. Apparently so. Apparently, mm. so. Apparently mm. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of things that go hand in hand, uh, believe it or not, there was another Marvel show that came out because, you know, there aren't enough of those. Six episodes. We watched The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: Can I say, I was nonplussed by the name of this series. And then episode and a half in, I love it. Like, I think that that is probably the best named series. Like, I get that, like, all of these series are basically just named after the characters. But when it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there's just a lot of words and a lot of syllables in
0: there. (laughs) But I honestly don't think you could call it anything else. It did give me the opportunity to initialize it to FOSS. So Mm. I can appreciate that. A good initialism. Yeah. Well, actually, that's an acronym, I guess. Well, <laughs> technically an acronym all... is what you can pronounce. An initialism is something you don't pronounce. Well, technically, I looked this up a long time ago because I got into a pedantic argument with a friend of ours. All initializations and acronyms are the same thing. No. Um, yeah, no, you're no, right. No, I'm not because I looked it up. <laughs> no, we'll look it up. We're going to look it up right now. Feel free. Let me know how it feels to be wrong when you get back. <laughs>
1: Acronym, it is an abbreviation consisting of first letters pronounced as a separate word. Mm-hmm. Initialism is an abbreviation consisting of first letters pronounced separately. So CNN is an initialism. NASA is an acronym.
0: The NSAA? The N-A-S-A? Yeah. You you're talking about messed that, it up. Right? You, tried to, you tried to get back at it, but you're wrong.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to put one point for Anthony on
0: the board. I'm chalking that in. I wonder who the internet thinks the person I had the pedantic argument is. I don't know who. Actually, it wasn't me, was it? (laughs) No. Okay, good. It could have easily been,
1: but I don't recall.
0: Falcon and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) Yes, back to the topic at hand. If I could read the first sentence on Wikipedia, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is an American television miniseries created by Malcolm Spellman for the streaming service Disney+, Plus, based on Marvel characters Sam Wilson slash Falcon and Bucky Barnes slash Winter Soldier. I have an IMDb blurb. Hit me.
1: Following the events of Avengers Endgame, Sam Wilson slash Falcon and Bucky Barnes slash Winter Soldier team up (laughs) in a global adventure that tests their abilities and their patience.
0: Okay. Yes. Rotten Tomatoes says... Sam Wilson allies himself with Bucky Barnes to embark on a series of international adventures. The duo drawn together by their ties to Steve Rogers to thwart the activities of the Flag Smashers, an anti-patriotism terrorist cell. I think
1: this is a good point in the pod to say that if you haven't watched this show and you're preferred (laughs) to be not spoiled, you should leave. Because we're going to start the spoilers
0: a <laughs> right about Meow. So this isn't a show that I chose. I think it just happens to fall into the purview of our back and forth introductions. I will actually provide you with the floor if you would like to share your initial thoughts and opinions and perhaps even the facts. Well, you know how much I love the facts, Chris. The Falcon and the
1: Winter Soldier is sitting at a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb with over well close to 78,000 reviews. A lot of people have watched this. Uh, It has a median score of 8. Over on the good old Rotten Tomatoes, it is 89% fresh with a 73% average audience score. Uh, A little interesting there to see. They're very, very close, but really this is a show that I suspected or I would expect the audience score to be higher than the critic score. And per usual, I don't have anything from Metacritic. Do you have anything from Metacritic?
0: Uh, Metacritic has this thing sitting at a uh, 74 critical score based on 28 critical reviews with the user score of 6.2 based on 211 ratings. Very good. Very good. So I, I think it's safe
1: to say positive reviews all around above average positive very well received (laughs) well for the most part obviously (laughs) 89 percent means 11 percent of the people didn't like it but overall i think the impression is that it's a good show
0: i think that you can probably chalk up some of the audience scoring being a little bit lower or probably regressing to more the mean is i mean i'll just are we going to talk about it right now we're just going to go into this huh i'm just going to read one review on How IMDb. many stars? One out of 10. One out of 10. All right. Had to turn off this episode early on. There was such heavy political undertones that I couldn't begin to enjoy the new Marvel show. I expected to be entertained, not feel like I'm watching CNN. Well, I hate to tell you this, buddy. <laughs> okay. When it comes All to, right. When it comes to comic book characters, they are all analogs and metaphors for, at the time, current political issues. Almost Always to a point. We talked about this in one of our previous episodes where the X-Men were essentially a stand-in for Stan Lee to write about marginalized people without, you know, setting, well, there was no internet back then, but setting the ratings boards aflame with people, you know, knocking his door down, telling him to stop being politically correct. Here's another one. One out of ten. Captain what? Two A's. Doesn't even know how to spell what. What an idiot. Totally muffed it with the new Captain America. The acting through the cast dynamics don't work. Dot, 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 dot. Ruined show for me. Yeah. Th- I mean, all of the Marvel movies are political, right? <laughs> I wouldn't Captain say, America, uh, well, I mean, at least all the ones based on Captain America. i like Captain
1: know. America more so, especially when it comes to criticizing, not necessarily the U.S. government as a whole, but some of the actions of the U.S. government yeah. or the motivations thereof. Now, they're, they're analoging it through S.H.I.E.L.D. in the first Avengers movie with S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of in its own little arms race because of everything that's going on. Then you have, obviously, Civil War in which Captain America becomes an international fugitive. Or refugee. So it's definitely always been there. I'm not surprised some of these reviews exist. I don't care. Like anything that just barely graces any sort of quote unquote political thing is going to have a bunch of people come in and give it the lowest rating possible because they disagree with that political thing. Which is not the way that you should grade or rate or review a movie. You can disagree with its message and still review how that message is presented and uh, the methods used to present that message. But some people can't
0: differentiate those things. Well, I think what you're describing literally is art. (laughs) You know, like you go to a museum and I've seen it before. Like I've gone to modern art museums and there's just like a piece of canvas, like a big, you know, four foot by four foot canvas. And there's a single red dot in the middle. And it's got ropes around it. You can't touch it, you know, and whether or not I think that's art, I'm not going to go on the museum's Google, you know, review page and write one out of 10. They had a a blank piece of canvas with a single red dot. That's not art. One out of 10. Like, that's not how it works, pal. But yeah, go ahead and give me your initial thoughts and opinions. Oh, absolutely. I
1: really, really enjoyed this. It had the right amount of pacing for... A television show for a, really a series, right? Six episodes isn't a full season. And I mm-hmm. don't think we're going to get a season two or most likely not going to get a
0: season two. I mean, if they do, it'll be called... Because there is another Captain America movie supposedly in production. Okay. So I don't think we'll get another Foss. I mean, we might get another Captain America and the Winter Soldier or Captain America and Bucky Barnes, but... Maybe.
1: Yeah. And we'll talk about sidekicks here in a moment. I really, really enjoyed this. I... I... Have been a long a long time proponent of the mini series format, and I am very glad this was not shoved into a two to two and a half hour long movie. It let the characters breathe a bit more. I'm really happy that this wasn't drawn out into a ten to fifteen episode television season because I think we would have gotten a lot of just filler. Mm-hmm. I liked the six episodes. I think that they had a story to tell. They figured out how to how they wanted to tell it, and then they went for it. I appreciated the action. I liked the little bit of espionage and kind of the the, the underground, right? I didn't really... I sympathized with the villain's motivations or the adversary's motivations much more than I actually sympathize with her as a person. Okay. So I, I may, might dock it a little bit for that. I, I feel like at the end of the day, the villain became a villain, Whatever her motivations were, she went too far and started trying to kill people. They tried really, really hard to make you sympathize with her and understand where she's coming from. But and I don't know. Maybe it was the actress. Maybe it's just that particular character. Maybe maybe we did need more time with her in her downturn there. I, I'm not sure. I'd call that a weak point of the movie. Show. Show. Sorry, yeah. I just talked about how <laughs> I loved it. It was a show and then called it a movie. <sighs> Yep. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's it's the production it's okay. value though. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I liked I liked everything about it. I I mean everything else is is solid. Uh do recommend. I liked it more than I liked WandaVision, but I think that's because I love the Captain America movies. And I think it's it's interesting if I can compare the two for a moment cuz they're completely different stories, styles of storytelling. It's just completely different types of shows that just happen to take place in the same universe. Right. Wanda vision brought in a sidekick from the Thor movies. It brought in a minor character from the Ant-Man, the second Ant-Man movie to really bring everything together. Right. And then there, of course the, the actual characters of Wanda and vision come from the Avengers movie. So it was a little bit of a, and at the very end you have a character from, or not the very end, but you end up also having a character from the Captain Marvel movie and then there's the scrolls at the very end, so it's it's really got this like kind of crossover vibe in the last third of the quarter to a third of the show. While in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I keep wanting to call it Captain America and the Winter Soldier, as the title does change at the very end. I watched right. that last episode just just last night. They didn't really branch out. The Captain America movies have such a rich cast of characters and have had such a, a just really good storytelling up to this point that they didn't need to pull anybody else or allude to anything else outside of those movies for this show. I, I really, really appreciated that, that they didn't use this story as a platform to push up or promote other Marvel entities. I mean, they kind of did. that make sense? Did a they? A little bit with Sharon Carter. But she originated from, she's a Captain America character. Yeah. yeah, they're setting her up, but they're but she's a Captain America character. I mean, it's not setting up another uh, unknown or uh, up to this point unknown Marvel studio production. It's not setting up a Thor or a Hulk or or a U.S. agent. Maybe. Well, well, yeah, but that's also that's a new character, right? That's what I'm, and they, that's a character that originated in Captain America comics. I'm just saying, there's no big crossover. Right. Ant Man doesn't show up, you know what I mean? No, I gotcha. Like that's I appreciate that they they kept it to the Captain America characters from beginning to end. I got you. I, Including some new ones, yes, but yeah. Okay. Everyone, for the most part, was great. That's my opinion. Go watch this show. Go watch <laughs> it.
0: Go for it. Just a couple things. I actually have a little bit of housekeeping. In our last episode, we I refer to Mortal Kombat, the 2021 version, as a sequel. It is, in fact, a reboot of that franchise. Yeah. So <laughs> I was just going
1: to let everyone think you were
0: dumb, but... <laughs> Well, they there already knew. They already knew. They knew it. They knew I've it. been doing this podcast with you. They know I'm an idiot. When it comes to this show, funny thing, Carly Morgenthau actually is not a character from Marvel Comics. Carl Morgenthau is, in fact, the Flag Smasher. Oh, okay. I believe he is referred to. I mean, they, um, they changed the gender. Or he's, he's the leader, at least, of the Flag Smashers. I don't know if he's actually... Called the flags. Oh, I'm sure he's called Flagsmasher. Yeah, sure, he is called Flagsmasher. I, mean, yeah.
1: I hundred as soon as you're like, yeah, he's a real character. Like, oh, he's called the
0: Flagsmasher. There's no way around that. So he apparently was a Swiss banker turned diplomat in the original thing, which is cool because he stays European in this show. Or I'm sorry, the character stays European. Not against recasting. We've talked about it before on our podcast. It's always nice when we have new interpretations of older characters, so I thought it was pretty neat. The whole idea of casting someone who looks like someone who is underrepresented in more ways than one. Very interesting. Probably something that one star reviewers complained about. Those is that like a cast of people now? What? One star reviewers. They're a special (laughs) breed. (laughs) Yeah, they're special. I want to head back to the ratings for just a second of the show. Yeah. I was actually impressed by how many ratings are over six. I know we said that the median score on IMDb is seven, but seventeen point five percent is—I'm sorry—the median was eight. Seventeen point five percent is seven. Twenty-four point seven percent was eight. Fifteen point one percent was nine, and twenty-two point three was ten. Majority of people who watched this show and decided to rate it gave it a positive score. I think for the most part, that is on point. There are some things that I did not like, but they were minor, you know, childish things. And I think they might have been probably put in by design. We spend a lot of time with Sam's family. And I think in an effort to reinforce the fact that he is just a normal person who just happens to also be an Avenger, the episode in which they go to the bank and he's trying to get a loan and he's like, yo, man, let me get this loan. And the guy's like, sorry, you can't, you're mortgaged to the hilt or whatever, but let me get a selfie. Like, bro, I'm part of the reason why you're still here. Yeah. Give me the money. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, what are you talking about, buddy? Infuriated me on a very big scale that really annoyed me because- (laughs) I mean, banks make exceptions for people all the time. Yep. And I feel like you could you could reach out to, like, especially if you're a local bank and you've got a local guy who grew up in your city and is world famous, you think you could give him a break, right? No, apparently sure. not. But now that he's Captain America, you know, he's going to get everything. If I can interject. Yeah, sure. I really liked the payoff from that
1: storyline being that we are part of a community and we can come together as a community. There's no no harm in asking for help from our neighbors and our family friends. Yeah. While I agree with you, that was infuriating and I know what they're, I know what that scene's trying to say and I know where the plot's trying to go, but it was just like, man, wow. Right. <laughs> I do like the payoff at the end being that they're a right. community and they're, well, they're all coming you know. together. And even at the very end, later, the the very end of the show, they all, they're all together for a barbecue or what have you.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it also ties into Carly's whole point, you know, <laughs> Do we really need borders? Do we really need governments? I mean, to a certain extent, yes. But I think that, like, that's kind of the tie-in, right? It takes a village to help. You know, He calls in all these favors from all these people, and they help him fix their boat. I really did enjoy it. Like, <laughs> he's like, yo, man, we got a, this really big heavy thing. What do we do? And then Bucky just comes over and picks it up and drops it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah yeah i'm really strong no i i didn't hate the messaging what's really funny about the snap and its geopolitical ramifications is it was something that I had a question about when I was not necessarily when I was leaving the theater when I watched Endgame or Infinity War but it was something that I thought about like what are they going to do when all these people return you know yeah it's I mean half the world's population was gone I'm not qualified enough to answer the question of what to do I don't think you should have armies forcibly removing people that have lived somewhere for five years that's not my place (laughs) to -hmm. to make that decision yeah but no I, I, I see Carly's point and I do agree with it to a certain extent. However, I've never agreed with the idea that the ends justify the means. Her entire goal from the jump was to stop, or to, to you know, to to prevent this global repatriation council, right? The GRC, whatever they're called. Her whole plan is to stop the vote, to kill the people involved. Blah 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 blah. Right? Yeah. That's murder. You yeah. know, like no matter what you do, when you murder someone, you've officially crossed the line. Now that being said. Captain America. I don't know if anyone knows how America was founded, but, you know, we got <laughs> mad at some people and we threw some yeah. tea into a lake. We rioted, you know, yep. and then we, uh, and then we killed some people in red clothes. So, well, what, what, what did, uh, what well, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, that's the simplification Jefferson. of events, but
1: I think you, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Tommy Jefferson once said that, you know, the, the tree of liberty will sometimes be quenched by the blood of its patriots. So, wow. You know, there's, what there's a, a, a lot of, There's a lot of killing that goes on in this show, you know, but there's a lot of killing in the struggle for freedom, whatever, however you view that, whatever you see freedom as. But the second she decided to blow up a building full of people who are, for the most part, innocent because it's just a job. Right? For the most you, part, yeah. You you get a job, you know, hey, you just you just came back from the blip. You've been gone for five years. But to you, it was just a second later. We saw that in WandaVision, right? Right. Where that lady Everyone comes back. Everyone started reappearing in the hospital. Yeah, that Yeah, was crazy. exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, you come back from that. And then you're like, you know what, man? I'm going to get a job. I need to pay my bills. Or you're someone who's been around. And then you're like, you know what? I want to make my life easier for other people. I'm going to do what I can to help. I'm going to join this organization that's going to provide food and supplies and a place to stay for all these people who have been displaced and then you get tied up and then someone blows you up just because they disagree with how your company does business right yeah not cool very much not cool it's it'd be the same thing if you were like an it person for a bond villain and i'm just i'm not saying that just because i am an it person (laughs) but you know if i'm sitting in a server room and james bond comes in and breaks my neck because i work for a bond villain that's not cool I, I'm not the one causing the problems. I'm just making sure that the servers stay online. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. You might be stretching it a little bit, but i will allow no, it. I'll allow it. I'm, I'm just saying the second she blew up a building full of people is when I, I immediately, uh, you know, you would have seen an italicized next to my name. You know, Chris has left the chat. I'm not cool with that at all. And I think that was her, you know, that was the beginning of her downfall. Not only within her, within the the organization she was in, because once it happened, it nothing was ever the same. It, not only a lot of innocent people killed, but a lot of people in her group died as the result of that. And one of them was smashed to death with Captain America's shield, and it was recorded yeah. on a bunch of phones. Yeah. So I don't know if you would consider that the climax of the show, but it was it's definitely definitely a, a transition. It was a turning point for sure. Yes, yes. All all that being said. I liked the messaging. I really enjoyed the show. I thought all the performances were good. We've talked about Anthony Mackie before. He's a little stiff. Oh, we're going to talk about the actors now.
1: We can. I'm uh, ready. <laughs> Let's talk about Anthony Mackie.
0: He almost always looks like he's about to start smiling. So even when he's in a serious scene, when he's trying yes. to bow up to somebody or something, he just his mouth just makes it look like he's about to laugh. Okay. That's, that's a minor thing, sure, but um,
1: let's stop making fun of the way the guy looks.
0: I'm his not mouth fun isn't his uh, the right shape. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm like, just he saying he can't like, really represent me as an American. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> just saying that like I always feel like he's about to start smiling, and sure. but, and he has a really, really big, welcoming, inviting smile too. He does. I just get trapped in his eyes, and then wait a minute, hold on, hold on, back up. That's a different. That's <laughs> a different fanfic. <laughs> But let's talk about the actors. We can start with Anthony Mackie. We can start with Anthony Mackie. How'd you feel about the new Captain America? Mixed. I have mixed
1: feelings about Anthony Mackie. I'm going to get... This is it. This Uh is the end of my podcasting career. I can feel Uh it. I don't think he's a bad actor. I don't think he's an especially great actor. I've never seen him as a lead in anything except for Io, which was some of the worst schlock I've ever seen. (laughs) And it's not like, oh, that movie was real bad, but he was really good in it. No, everything Mm -hmm. about that movie was bad and he was bad in it. And I know that it takes a team, right? He's not the only person. There's the direction, there's camera, there's editing, blah, 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 blah. I liked him in this because he is very rarely working on his own, right? He's he's interacting with Carly. He's interacting with uh, Bucky or Walker. US agent slash Captain America slash John Walker, played by Wyatt Russell. Man, blot, people have a lot of names in this. Uh, you know, he's interacting with other people. The action scenes are great. He's got that down. He The, the montage workout scene, 100% behind. Every movie needs a montage workout scene. I'm in it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Get it? I'm stronger. a little. As far as this goes, I have no major complaints. I do think the Sebastian Stan is a much better actor. So when they're in scenes together, every once in a while, I'm like, wow, he's like teaching them how to act. It's great. But I say that as somebody who's not an actor. And I think Anthony Mackie does a fine job. I have, I have no major complaints. I think that his face doesn't look like it's about to smile. So it doesn't turn me off. I will say I am. You said that those are words I, that you said. I, I, Chris. I,
0: I won't take it
1: back. He looks like he's always trying to smile. I'm I'm out. I will say that I'm a bit worried about him leading a Marvel movie. I don't know if I've ever seen him in something as a primary character where he is, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Where he has the charisma, the mm-hmm. gravitas to have a movie where he is the main character the entire time, right? Even in the other Captain America movies, he's a sidekick. He shows up in a few other Marvel movies for like a scene mostly action scenes, right? And then I've seen him in IO and then I've seen him in Outside the Wire, mm-hmm. which is obviously very different. And none of those movies was he really a, the main character. He's close in IO, I guess. There's only two two actors, so it's it's not hard to to think of that. So I just I just don't know. I just don't know. I'm skeptical, I guess, of his future endeavors as yeah. Captain America on the big screen.
0: Well, what's really interesting is he does such a great job in Pain and Gain. I forgot about Pain and Gain. Such a
1: great movie. Yes. And
0: The Hurt Locker. you know? never seen The Hurt Locker, but okay. <laughs> I also forgot that he's an eight mile. What? He's Papa Doc, baby. I can't remember anything about that movie, honestly. (laughs) No, I mean he's he's not a bad actor. He's just, I think he's just a little stiff. Like I just, I don't know how to explain it. He just, he doesn't have the chops. And you are right. Like watching him act opposite Sebastian Stan is kind of weird because I think old Sebastian has something that I'd like to call subtlety in his acting. There's like little things you like to call it, yeah. yeah, little things during a scene, like you know. I mean, he's not like like I'm not saying that Anthony Mackie's staring at the camera. You know, what I mean? I'm not saying that he's bad, but he, there's just little things that other actors do that you notice when you watch them that he just doesn't do. And that's fine. I do anticipate him being Captain America. What I really appreciate is that how they, they didn't try to make him up a brand new character. Because the mm. whole time, like when he opens that suit or they, when he opens that box from Wakanda, I was like, oh, there's a new suit in there. I didn't know it was going to have the wings and then so when they show him flying around, I was like, in my head, I was like, they better not name this dude American Eagle or something.
1: Oh, uh, Captain Falcon is a word that's used yeah. in the background in <laughs> one scene. I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I suspected he would getting, be getting new wings I because the wings got destroyed previously. I didn't expect it to be all star
0: spangled, you know? Yeah. Well, that guy, he gives those wings to, Torres, apparently- yes becomes the falcon at some point yeah yeah so that's pretty neat we'll see well i'm just saying in the comic books oh in the comic books yes yeah. so yeah, it's cool the character was there absolutely yeah absolutely sebastian stan very yes. interesting career old sebastian stan a lot of weird like roles <laughs> first of all he was in the martian our absolute favorite movie yes your absolute favorite movie. <laughs> I mean, Hot Tub Time Machine, Black Swan. And when I, when I say a lot of weird roles, like I guess what I really meant to say was like, I don't know if I ever noticed him as an actor before Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Like yeah. I really, like I thought hard about it, and I'm looking at his IMDb right now. Other than Hot Tub Time Machine, I don't remember ever seeing him in a movie until the Captain America movie. Sure. I mean, so. he's
1: been in some, a little bit of TV, right? You didn't see him when you were watching Gossip Girl? Or, uh... Not in the 11 Once upon episodes. Once Time?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Not in those 11 <laughs> episodes, I guess. Yeah. But interesting. Interesting career. He's got the chops. Because he's really good. He just hasn't had a lot of stuff. Like, I don't know. It's well, I mean,
1: there's a difference between... I mean, he's got 49 acting credits. And he didn't start acting until... I mean, ignoring one, I guess, as a child, one credit in 1994. Really, his career started in 2003. hmm So, 2003 to 2021 plus some stuff in, in production, 49 credits, that's not bad. Especially mm-hmm. when you're doing some TV in there too, right? And I wonder, and I, of course, looking at his IMDb page, doesn't really tell me if he's done any stage work, that type of thing.
0: I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to name off some movies. Tell me if you've seen them. Uh, I've looked at the list. The answer is no, yeah. but keep going. Tony and, yes.
1: Tony and Tina's Wedding? <laughs> nope.
0: <laughs> I like his interpretation of Did The you Winter you just Soul? say you're going to name off movies and name yeah. one movie? Yeah, of course. I, I wasn't going to name a whole list. You're crazy. <laughs> I mean, I think he does a pretty good job portraying the the winter soldier, mainly because I think it's the only interpretation of the character that we have. Mm. True, but there's a lot there's a lot going on with that character. Right. I mean like the psycho the psychological, the physical. Yes. How do you pretend to not have an arm, but have an arm? <laughs> I've no I don't know.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? You never played in the schoolyard and someone shoots you with a nerf gun in the arm or hits you with a stick that's supposed to be a lightsaber, like, oh no, you don't get an arm and you gotta like put your arm behind your back. Because you don't have an arm anymore, you don't yeah, remember being
0: then, nine. But then someone didn't put a pretend metal arm on my arm, and I had to act like I had one.
1: <laughs> is he wearing just a green arm? And it's it, just is it, I it's think CGI, just it's right? It's just a sleeve of some yeah. sort, right? Because there's a picture of in him at a
0: Starbucks or something uh, or some oh, coffee wearing shop. Yeah. Okay. He just, okay. You can see his skin. I didn't on think his it was hand. CGI. Yeah. Grew up in uh, or born in Romania. Oh. Fun fact about Sebastian Stan. Let's see who else we got in this thing. Wyatt Russell, son of Kurt Russell. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Russell's yeah. a fairly common name, so I'll let it go. Yeah. I believe he is the son of Goldie Hawn as well. Because hmm. famously, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hahn are not married. I think they've been together since the 80s, but he is one of their children. His middle name is Hahn. Cool. Oh, okay. So there you go. I remember him specifically. I think he got his big break. In 22 Jump Street.
1: Yeah, he's been, he was on some TV and some other stuff before that, but nothing, very little with a name. Mm -hmm. His first acting credit is from Escape from LA. As Orphan Boy, Uncredited. So oh, I, I say acting credit and then immediately read the word uncredited. But
0: I have him as Overboard, Baby at Golf Course. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. There you go. Which is it's just a movie with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Oh, there you go.
1: <laughs> he's got 28 credits. Most of it from 2000. He had one th- so a couple of things as a child, 96, mm-hmm. 98. He had one thing in 2006, but really 2010 on. So he's only had 11 years. And they've set him up to be... He's a U.S. agent. He's going to he's going to show up in, in future Marvel productions for sure. How did you feel about his portrayal of John Walker, Captain America, for most of the, overall, half the
0: show? I found it really interesting. There's a lot of talk in America, without getting too political, about how we treat our veterans. And this guy clearly shows signs of PTSD. And yes. there's, there's a scene when his partner, Lamar, aka Battlestar, is like, you know, you got those medals because when we were in combat, you always made the right decision at the right time. And he's saying that to him. And this dude's like in his own head. He's like, I feel like I, if I remember it, I think he was like kind of not shaking, but was clearly affected. Yes. And then Zemo's whole point about the super soldier serum. Wow. Well, say that three times fast. Is that people can't be super soldiers because you become a god, right? When you, when you elevate yourself above the rest of humanity, you're- Interests no longer align, and sure, the whole point about Captain America being so singular and so unique in the fact is that he was the only one that never became crazy. If you know, you're on the other side of whatever conflict that he's in, whatever. But I mean, he always had, he always had the. <laughs> He
1: was who he was before. I mean, I Battlestar new- said it in the show, like the, the serum just enhances who you are. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to say he always holds the high ground, and then I laughed to myself. Like the moral high ground, he always does the right thing, even, even if it's not the correct thing, if that makes sense, or the best thing for maybe himself or everyone else. He always does the right thing no matter what. He fractures the Avengers to save his best friend, you know? Right. That's the whole thing. And when we, when they give John Walker the serum, like he's clearly affected differently. He second guesses his own decisions. He becomes maybe not twitchy, but real. He's on edge. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. He's, he's constantly on edge, which I thought was really interesting. And what's amazing is how much the internet hated John Walker's, the John Walker character. Well, I absolutely loved how he, uh, how Wyatt Russell portrayed the character and played. Oh Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent! I thought it was a, a an amazing interpretation of a complicated character. I agree. I look forward to seeing Wyatt
1: Russell in more things. Like looking at his his IMDb credits, nothing really jumps out at me. But I'm I'm eager to see him. I think he could lead something. I think he has the the depth and the ability to to really shine, not just as U.S. agent, but in other mm. non Marvel uh, movies and television, what have you. So.
0: He also was in a movie called Overlord, which is produced by J.J. Abrams, which is an American World War II horror story. Oh, I, you know, I need, I've had that on my list to watch for Some. ever, like, you know, since it was a trailer. Yeah. I just never got around to seeing it. Aaron Kellyman played the previously mentioned Carly Morgenthau. If I remember correctly, the first time I ever saw this actress was in Star Wars Solo, a Star Wars story. She plays. The leader of the re- pre-rebellion rebellion. Oh, the uh, the destiny. Yeah, <laughs> rejects.
1: I didn't recognize her. Well, you see her for like it's like five w- seconds. Yeah, right? like the end of the end of solo. She takes her helmet off like in the last twenty minutes, I think. So
0: yeah, yeah. Gosh, what a disappointment. <laughs> She's a pretty good actress. I mean, I've seen her yeah. in two things, but she definitely carries herself. Like I said, I liked Carly Morgenthau, the character. They're kind of like underground guerrilla, you know, resistance fighters turned yeah. terrorist cell. Well, well, I was gonna say like they probably post on Reddit for <laughs> um uh what's it what's that subreddit for street clothing streetwear? They probably post on streetwear a lot. No, I just uh I was just an interesting character.
1: It's an interesting character. I don't know. I I was a hundred percent behind her, but until I felt that when she was talking to Sam and Sam's trying to convince her to basically change her ways. I thought that whole scene, that whole conversation was great, but then they get interrupted early by John Walker's Captain America and Battlestar or whatever, and she feels betrayed. It was such a cliche and tropey motivation for the villain to become
0: more of a villain, you know? I mean, it's not, that's not her fault. That's the
1: script. No, not necessarily, but tying it back to the actress, mm. I think from that point on, her portrayal just wasn't hitting as well as it was before before. And maybe that's because I shouldn't be agreeing with her, but I I feel like they're <laughs> like I'm talking about the way the actress portrayed it, not the mm-hmm. character's motivations, if that sure. makes sense. There's just it felt like something was missing. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she knocked it out of the park and really it was the character and the story that made me feel that way. But I feel like there's been other villains that have done more horrible things that I have appreciated more or not, not necessarily agreed. <laughs> that's the wrong word, but understood more. I will agree if that, that she
0: she does. Uh, yeah, her portrayal does turn into a kind of paint by numbers villain. Like
1: right, and I don't know how much of that is. But we've seen paint-by-numbers villains that we love because they're portrayed so well, Mm -hmm. right? Red Skull is the most paint-by-numbers villain you could possibly (laughs) have, and we love that. Like, he's great, right? Like, the first Captain America
0: movie is good. What's worse than a Nazi? The Red Skull. A Nazi
1: slash (laughs) super soldier who's trying to get, you know, like, it's like the most over-the-top villain that Marvel's ever had, and it's a great portrayal. And so I feel like you have that, and then you have
0: Aaron Kellerman, yeah, well, I mean, she's 22. Carly here. She yeah. has probably, yeah. what, less than less than 20 acting credits. So she's fairly young in the game. But no, I'll, 10 I'll, I'll agree. 10 acting credits, mostly television. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll agree. Uh, we had Danny Ramirez as Joaquin Torres. We get very little of him. Yeah,
1: nothing, not upset about anything he
0: did. No. But he obviously didn't get a lot of screen time. Yeah. No, shout out. Georges St-Pierre plays Georges Baltrock. I don't know if you know it. He's a former MMA champion. GSP. I don't know if you know anything about MMA. Not uh, really. But he plays. I mean, they go and they fight each other, right? Like, Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Baltrock the Leaper is like a real comical character. Like he wears this purple and yellow suit and he just jumps around. Yeah. Glad they didn't have that. Appreciate that, Marvel. <laughs> no, I thought he did a pretty job. Not much of an actor GSP, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Sarah Wilson portrayed by Edapero Adoye. <laughs> she was great. Probably the best quote-unquote side character.
1: Oh, yeah. The way she plays off of Sam Wilson, or I say off of Sam Wilson, her scenes with Sam Wilson, uh, Anthony Mackie, they did a really good job of grounding the character of Sam Wilson, having his family, and she's such
0: a driving force in his life, and yada, yada, yada. She did a great job. Like, I didn't believe that they were brother and sister, but I could believe that they had spent a lot of time together and argued about dumb stuff all the time. (laughs) I mean okay. that's that sounds like brother and sister.
1: Yeah, but not
0: everyone has the same relationship with their siblings as you do. But what I'm saying is, like, I knew that they weren't brother and sister, but I could believe, like, the when the bickering was happening, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah let's yeah. go. Don Cheadle reprises his role as James Rhodey Rhodes for I think just one episode.
1: Yeah, you know? I'm gonna. So as a side note, I can't even remember that happening.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's at the beginning when uh, Sam turns the shield in, and then that's it. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Man, I missed that. That went by quick. <laughs> I think he's in it for less than five minutes. Okay. I think the, the star of this show, the person who stole the spotlight, uh, Daniel Bruhl, mm-hmm. who played Baron Helmet Zemo. <laughs> Baron Helmet Zemo. Jeez, what a name. He, I, I, probably the best part of this show. Definitely a character who had the most fun. If you were to rate the actor who had the best time on set, like I, I'm pretty sure it would be him. Like He's dancing around in a nightclub. Yeah, did you see the extended cut of that scene? Oh, just just looping for an hour. It's on YouTube. <laughs> it's fantastic. I really liked how he's in the shadows behind the scenes. He's still yeah. his character. He's still Zemo doing everything that he does. Like when they're in, when they're interrogating that guy who created the super soldier serum. Once they get everything they needed from him, blows him away because he's just he's sticking to his ethos, which is there shouldn't be any super soldiers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's for the benefit of humanity. There doesn't need to be any, and he's going to eliminate them.
1: He does admit that Captain, that Captain America, Steve Rogers, was an exception. And I think he yeah. comes to believe that Bucky Barnes is also an exception.
0: Yeah, which is why he doesn't kill him. Because even while he's in prison, at the end of the show, he manages to kill the other remaining members of the Flag Smashers because that's... That's his butler. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I caught that it was his butler. Like It took me a moment for sure, but wow. Emily Van Camp playing Sharon Carter
1: slash the power broker. Slash Agent 13. No, I guess she's not Agent 13 anymore, but whatever.
0: Not sure if I like her as an... I don't even want to say as an actress. I just... I I don't know how I felt about her in the other ones, and I don't know how I feel about her now.
1: She plays a good supporting character. She comes in, she does her thing, she leaves. I f- didn't a hundred percent believe in her turn to not necessarily. She wasn't because she was. We don't know she's the power broker. <laughs> you know, it doesn't explicitly state it anyways yeah. until the end. I don't know if I hundred percent bought her being this underground art dealer criminal type, right? Mm-hmm. And so then having that just more reinforced having her as the power broker. I, I don't know. I would need, I need her to bring something extra to the character the next time she uh, she shows on the screen for me to really believe it. Okay. But maybe that was part of the whole like trying to keep it a secret, right? That she's not, she's just Sharon Carter, international fugitive or whatever. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully she's able to do more with it. I don't think she's a bad actress for, in, in, in any way. I just, you know. It might just be, I didn't like how they always like, she's just
0: shoehorned in. Like a
1: little. It it did answer the question like she helped Captain America and Bucky Barnes escape and then she's gone and there's (laughs) seemingly no, what are the repercussions of that? What are the consequences? And so it does, I like that they brought the character back. I think it would have been weird if she didn't show up in some way because she is part of the fallout that is Captain America and the stories in the movies. Whether or not they used her the right way or what have you, I, I don't know. As far as Emily Van Camp's portrayal. I think that it was in line with the previous portrayals of the character, mm-hmm. and hopefully she's able to to really grow as the power broker and whatever they do with her next.
0: Okay, Florence Kasumba played Io, a member of the Dora Milaje. She's one of the Wakandans. Yes, she's the main Wakandan. She, I think she did a great job in the other movies. So I think she does a really good job here. She's super serious, super badass. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like when the, she when has
1: she, a presence. <laughs> As that character.
0: When they beat up John Walker and uh, uh, Lamar. Battlestar. Yeah, and he's just like, he's done. He's like, they weren't even super soldiers. It's like, you know, they did warn you. Yeah, they tried to tell you not to do that. They said, don't mess with these people. And you done did it. It was a big
1: metaphor for a, a little bit of American overreaching.
0: Sure. Yeah. Some minor characters. Clay Bennett was Lamar Haskins. Battlestar. I thought he was really good. I was sad to see him die, but I really did like his portrayal as like the, like, cause all he is, is, you know, he's Bucky, right? He's like the plucky sidekick to the super, super powered super soldier. Brett. I think he does a really good job of playing off Wyatt Russell and then Carl Lumby playing Isaiah Bradley, a character I didn't even know existed. So that was pretty neat. And his messaging really, really intensifies towards the end. Like, you know, we we meet him as a character and then he reveals to Sam and Bucky, you know, what the United States government did to him, which was pump him up with the super soldier serum, make him go fight in the Korean War. And then when he returned, they stuck him in prison for 30 years, made everyone think that he had died, experimented on him a bunch. It's a little, it's alluded
1: to that it was also Hydra doing it, right? not just oh, the American sure. government, right? So it's a
0: little... I mean, well, Hydra was in the American government.
1: there was Yeah, <laughs> they were kind of the same thing for a while there. But yeah. it, it, it made a point of saying that not everyone in the government or not everyone is evil, but this was happening. It leaves like a tiny bit of, of wiggle room
0: that yeah. they don't capitalize on, but they just leave it there. And I appreciated it. Well, I mean, there is historical, there is an historical analog to mm. this, which is the uh, Tuskegee experiments. Yes. We won't get into that. You can Google that on your own free time. Uh, but it's terrible. Terrible thing. Oh, you yeah, Julie Louise Dreyfus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. <laughs> so she plays a character named Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, which is someone I didn't even know existed, who is a contessa. Ooh. I don't That which, means nothing to me. It's It's like a female count.
1: Oh, I know. I know what that... I'm sorry. I know what it means. Yeah but yeah. I'm an American. Oh, well. Our royalty are just rich people, not,
0: you know. Her notable alias is Madam Hydra. So there oh, you go. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> good. So all in all, what was your favorite episode? I don't
1: know. I don't know if I really can break them up in my in my head. You know what? I want to say episode five. Okay. I, that one was a bit longer. I had the montage. All the characters are finally making their decisions and committing to, to things. It really kind of set up the next episode, which just starts with thirty minutes of action, mm-hmm. uh, the kind of the payoff. So I would say that, but really, it's that's the thing with a miniseries is that it's all one long story. I can't really say this was good, that wasn't good, because they're not separate stories. It's one long thing. It's not like watching a season of Star Trek and going, "Ugh, should I skip this episode? Should I not? Am I committed to this? You know, it's all one thing. You can't take part mm-hmm. of it
0: without the rest." So okay, uh, probably my favorite episode is three where the power broker where they go to Madripoor Mm. not just because it has the Zemo cut (laughs) but I mean the bar scene was really cool Sam pretending he was Braun Steiger which I knew who Braun Steiger was I can't believe I didn't know who valentina de allegro was but (laughs) or there's a lot of characters out there yeah but yeah no i thought it was cool um the idea of a a place that exists on earth where there's no law except for the power broker so how can you have anarchy if there's power no i thought it was pretty cool i think that was my favorite episode
1: yeah so there's some interesting scenes i liked it i liked it overall i think we're saying that's a great show i think we've said some negative things about some of the actors some of the plot points yada 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 But overall, the good far outweighs the bad, and nothing was so... And the things that we're picking at, I think that, at least on my part, I'm being a bit nitpicky. There was nothing that took me out of the show. Sure. Killed my suspension of disbelief.
0: Anything, nothing like that. Everything was great and above board. That being said, you are allowed to... Criticize something and still like it. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, I do it every week. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, there were some things that I didn't like, you know, minor, inconsequential, maybe not inconsequential, but, you know, just minor things that I did or did not like, and that's cool. But for the most part, I would agree with the critical ratings, at least on Rotten Tomatoes. I think 74 is a little low, but we've talked about Metacritic and how that works, but. Pretentious, yes. <laughs> but 89% fresh. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that as well. I do think the audience score is a little low. We really didn't touch on why those one-star reviews really exist. Like we kind of joked around about it, but well, we've talked about it in so many other episodes about other things. Like, well, Sam even brings it up in an yeah. episode. Well, He's yes, like he does. People hate that I'm a black captain america which that was a very hollywood scene him confronting the the yeah. power bro- the the not the
1: power not the brokers power broker. but the the, the senators um, and what have you council members or whatever
0: well i was going to say the the elite right mm, the powerful sure. elite who make decisions and even says like i stopped someone who had the ability to affect half of the people on the earth and you are about to do the same thing you know because when you're making these decisions in the room the only people who are in the room with you are other people like Like yourself yeah Yeah. that was really well done that was a very hollywood scene i'm not upset about it it was just like the if you ever seen the movie the blind side it's slightly off topic when there's like a fight scene in an apartment room like that doesn't happen
1: (laughs) you've never fought in an apartment interesting no
0: uh (laughs) i
1: agree i think the messaging was pretty well done. I did like, I don't know if you caught the trigger warning in the description that was added partway through. No. I watched this in bursts. Like I watched the first two episodes back to back and then episodes three and four three alone and then four and five back to back and then I waited a little bit and watched episode six a week late just because of travel and work and stuff but at the bottom of the description in Disney Plus it says um, I pulled it up so I could, I could quote it it says though it is a f- it is fictional and set in the comic book world the series contains violent scenes that may be viewed as triggering or unsettling to some viewers particularly in light of recent real world tragic events mm, okay. so they knew what they were doing I do want to say that all the the one star reviewers <laughs> As we've started calling them, <laughs> that are deliberately marking out to one star because they don't like the political messaging and keep your politics out of my whatever. comic book movies, television shows, video games, books, comics themselves, whatever. What are those people are? There are some of those people that are probably racist. And probably just vehemently disagree and feel like this is a culture war and they're on the other side and blah, 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 blah. There's also a lot of those people, and I I hope the majority of it, of those people, that just feel like that there's nothing to protest against because they don't see the wrongdoing. It's not that they're racist necessarily. And it's not that they're against those things on paper. It's just that they aren't exposed to it in the real world, whether it's civil rights, gay rights, women's rights, whatever, it's not impacting them or they don't see it impacting their immediate circle. So they think that it's not a big deal. And so they're tired of it being thrown at them. In reality, they're ignorant. And it's not that they're ignorant on purpose. It's not that they're like, it's not like a self ignorance, hopefully. But a lot of them could look at this and be like, well, why is this being thrown around so much? Maybe I should look into some of the real world analogs that they're actually talking about. I don't know. I hope that more of them fall in that second category than the first. I suspect that it is that way. I forget what the rule is, but never attribute to malice what you can attribute to stupidity kind of applies here. I don't know. Just broaden your horizons a little bit, one star reviewers. All
0: I'll say to that is, well, I'll say you are right, but the problem is, is that Politics has been involved with art, storytelling, movies, whatever, for for years. For for all of time, yes. Probably I, I would I was I was gonna venture and say hundreds <laughs> of years, but specifically, especially when it comes to movie making. Oh, sure. I mean, people can say all they want, oh, this is just some, you know, this is just propaganda. Well, what do you think all those John Wayne movies about the old West and World War II are? Like, that's just propaganda. It's just in the vein of Quote unquote entertainment. Just because there's a message that you don't like doesn't mean that other messages haven't been given that other people didn't like. Is it a coincidence that Steve Rogers, blonde haired, blue eyed, you know, white Anglo Saxon American, was Captain America because he was those things or just because he was Steve Rogers and he was he was such a good person oh you know it,
1: yeah with column A and column B aren't mutually exclusive
0: yeah no but what I'm saying is like he succeeded as Captain America because of who Steve Rogers was Correct. not because of what Steve Rogers looked like right yeah and I think that once people figure that out uh <laughs> which I don't know why they you'd have to figure it out it's a it's a comic book but apparently it's still a problem so yeah if they just ignored it and let it happen we'd ha- we still have all these
1: one-star reviews just complaining in different ways so sure
0: yeah all right that's all i'm going to say of all that okay speaking of reviews who is your idiot of the movie or i guess in this case the idiot of the show idiot of the show obviously carly okay i mean she
1: went too far we talked about it before if she hadn't gone that far if she had stuck to her original moral high ground if you will things might have turned out very very differently Parmy okay. wants to say John Walker, but I don't care who you are. If they're they like, hey, you want to be Captain America? Be like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course I do. And then everything just spiraled out of his control from there. So Put that super soldier serum in my veins, buddy. <laughs> would you take the super soldier serum if it was offered to you? Of course. Yeah. Uh, hands course down, yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. sorry, Sam Wilson, you're wrong. But <laughs> I get what you're trying to do,
0: but uh, well, I mean, let's if, do it. Well, here's the thing: if they offered it to me like tomorrow, in whatever my current situation is, probably not, because it just—I don't think it would really benefit me. Besides being, you know, really, really strong and really, really fast, because I don't have the money to support that kind of metabolism, <laughs> and, and I don't want to live in a world where I can't enjoy the benefits, or at least the effects of alcoholic I of beverages. So, I don't um, have the
1: I don't have the <laughs> I don't have the money to support the metabolism.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I would have to turn to a life of crime just so I could eat. But no wow. If, <laughs> wow. But I mean <laughs> if someone was like, Do you want to be Captain America? Sure. Do you also want the super soldier serum? Sure. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. Who's your idiot of the show? I want to say it's Sharon. Okay. So it was at least five years since the blip, right? And we're not sure exactly how much time elapsed from the moment that she became a fugitive of the law, right? Or she was- Well,
1: she became a fugitive in Civil War, which was a few years before the blip. And then all the blip. So it's been at least seven, eight years, yeah?
0: Yeah. I, I don't know the exact time frame, but I feel like- during that time, I feel like she could have like she, I'm, I'm having a hard time believing that she wasn't reinstated as a United States citizen. That's all. That's all I'm going to say is mm-hmm. I had I had a really difficult time believing that someone whose great aunt right is that the other Carter is right not Samantha Carter uh, but Peggy Peggy Carter that's her aunt yeah yeah great aunt, like, one of the two yeah one of the two yeah she had this American hero as a family member and every like everything happens. And then she's still a fugitive. Like, I don't know. I just had a very difficult time believing it. I know it was for the show, but that's all. I just, She's my idiot of the show. Okay. Mainly because she gets, she lets herself get shot. And I'm not cool <laughs> with getting shot.
1: No, I me mean neither. Yeah. It's on, the, was no, it's on my list
0: of things to not do. And there was no guarantee that she wasn't going to die. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, unless the gun that she, I mean, the, the whole thing about her hiring Baltrock to, you know, betray Carly, like, because he hands her the gun that she uses to shoot Sharon. So, I don't know. Maybe there was a blank in there. We don't We don't actually see her go see a paramedic or go to the doctor because she acti- actively refuses any help for a while. So, who knows? Yeah, who knows? But she let herself get shot. And in my yep. eyes, that qualifies you as an idiot of the show. Fair enough. Final thoughts. Do recommend. I believe this definitely would be considered. Worth yeah.
1: Definitely worth what? The price of subscription. I was I prompting agree. you to... I was trying to start a sentence and you end it because we're partners and we're like... We're in in queue, but... Oh, I thought I interrupted you. Apparently, we're still in
0: episode one and bickering instead of episode Uh, six and full partners. Well, you were saying something, and I said something else, so I thought I was interrupting you, so I was giving you the opportunity to finish. Rude. Yeah. But yes, I do agree that it is worth the price of subscription. Absolutely. You know, just kind of finishing up here, we just want to say thanks for everyone who is listening, has listened, will listen, whichever part of the time stream that you're in. If you really liked what you heard, we'd appreciate it if you go on your favorite podcasting platform of choice and give us a review, a five-star rating, and share. Uh, Speaking of five-star reviews, we have two new iTunes reviews. Uh, oh. First one, uh, fun and easy to listen to. Five stars by eBay. Hmm. Interesting. The sci-fi wise guys cover a variety of shows and, I'm sorry, variety of films and shows. If you like sci-fi slash nerdy and you don't take yourself too seriously, you will enjoy them. Check it out. Exclamation point. And then top notch five star review by Ray Ray Arnold. Definitely worth a listen. Hmm. Thanks, Ray Ray and eBay. Oh, that rhymed. <laughs> What I do, buddy. <laughs> After you leave your positive review on your podcasting platform of choice, feel free to share us with your friends and your enemies. Yes, everyone deserves to listen to us. Uh, yeah, it is May 1st of 2021, and April of 2021 was our most successful podcasting month. Uh, so we're just looking forward to May being our best month ever. Thanks again for everyone who has helped us achieve that
1: goal. Yeah. If y'all have any suggestions for other things we should watch or review or what have you, Good, bad, or otherwise. Do cinema our way. We are sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com. And we're at sci guys on all the social medias. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever it is. Whatever's easiest for you to reach out and uh, give us your
0: opinions or suggestions. Go for we it. We did get a suggestion. Did we now? In the Facebook group, you guys should watch Shadow and Bone, which is a new Netflix series. Shadow and Bone. Do you want to pull up the uh, blurb for that? Dark forces conspire against orphan mapmaker Alina Starkov when she unleashes an extraordinary power that could change the fate of her war-torn world. What is that, fantasy? Yes. I mean, <laughs> like That was about as ambiguous as you could get, but I think it, this falls in the fantasy category.
1: Shadow and Bone sounds like dark fantasy, for sure. Or the name of a pirate ship, Shadow and Bone. I mean, you can't have both, right? They're not mutually exclusive. That's true. You can have fantasy... Pirates. Anyways, yeah, we'll definitely take a take a check at that. take a Take a we'll look at a look, that. Uh, we'll check a look at it. We'll check a look at it. Uh, <laughs> oh great movie. We'll uh, definitely watch that pilot. See what's uh see what's going on. Thanks for the suggestion, Jim. Sorry, I had to switch in the middle of that to figure. out Who, who was so? Sorry, Jim, if I said your name adversarially, that wasn't intentional.
0: Thanks, Jim. Jim. <laughs> And if you really, really, really liked what you heard, we would definitely appreciate it if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash sci-fi wise guys, become a patron and get access to member exclusive content and uh, stay healthy, stay hydrated, and remember that you too can be Captain America. Thanks guys. Bye.
1: Hey, did you read what that guy wrote about us? I did. It was uh, it was nice. It was basically uh, he really likes he thinks we sound really good, like real professional. He said the intro is too long, but that's but you know what? The intro is pretty jamming. I don't feel like shortening up. So, <laughs> like honestly, I have like every time I read it, every time I listen to it, which isn't often because I put it in there and then I I skip like I click like 17 seconds in just to hear the transition. But every time I do listen to it, I start bobbing my head. I'm like, yeah, this is it.
0: Hmm. I don't think I do that. <laughs> yeah
1: well, I, you know I did I've done it for like every single one we've gotten though, not just this new one. like I love all of our intros.